Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Gary Barnes, CIO at Medical Health System. In this segment, Barnes talks about what he does to demonstrate the value of IT to the board, how restructuring the Capital Projects Committee has helped get everyone on the same page, and his interesting journey from IBM salesman to CIO. Now, uh, you, you mentioned meaningful use before. You said you're meaningful. you uh, have attested to Stage 2 at this point? Yes, we have. Okay. So we're working on our second year of Stage 2 now. Okay. And what, uh, what has been um, maybe the biggest hurdle with that uh -huh. as far as 2? <laughs> well, the number one thing on, on Stage 2 is getting the, uh, the patients to actually view their records online, which is, right. requires 10% of your patients to go out there and look at their patient records. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's definitely been a challenge of getting them to go out there and do that. How is that something that uh, you guys have approached, or what, what changes have you maybe made to try to get the numbers up? We've been very creative on that one. Mm -hmm. Last year when we did it, we actually got our, our high school volunteer students to help us go to all the rooms to help sign the patients up and, and, get, and show them you know, what, what information they could get and kind of promoted the value to it. So by doing that, junior volunteer program, it really helped us get our numbers where we needed to. Okay, that's a good idea. They're the ones who know technology so well, too. Uh, there you go, exactly. <laughs> okay. What about as far as, uh, you know, population health, um, you doing anything uh, on that front right now? Uh, we're, we're actually looking into what, what we need to do for population health. We use some different databases from SG2 and, and some other data sources from advisory board. But we're also looking at doing some new stuff with our, our new system in the future. Right, okay. So one of the other things I wanted to ask about is that I, I know that um, you've given some talks in the, in the past um, talking about the concept of uh, showing the value of IT and being able to measure that. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about your, your approach to this and maybe if you have any best practices for other CIOs just as far as, um, you know, being able to, to make that case by, by showing the value uh, to, the, to the entire organization. Yeah. You know, one is showing it to your, your peers on the executive staff, but also, you know, we do uh, training programs and just keeping the board constantly updated on, the things that we're doing so they're, they're involved in ways that IT can promote value for the organization. And, you know, we, we train them, show them, and, and uh, I think that's one of the key factors is, you know, participating with them on, on the value. I mean, they're, they're patients also for the organization, so and showing them that what we can do for them. Right. And that's... Um kind of along the lines of uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, which is when you talk about um, IT goals and, and making sure that they're, they're aligned with the organization oh. and just, just getting your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. One, one of the things we used to do is we had a strategic plan for the organization and then we had a different strategic plan for IT. Anymore, we do not separate those. I mean, the organizational goals are IT goals, you know, so the, the factor of IT becomes a, a task within the goal. 
So if we're trying to decrease our, our length of stay or decrease our number of readmissions, then one of the tasks that we're going to do within that is provide the technology to help to, to reduce those things. Right. So the number one thing is we do, we do not separate the two of strategic plans and IT plans. It's, it's all one. Right, and that, that's something that I think uh, I'm sure could, could lead to, you know, maybe uh, frustrations if the way things work before when you're seeing certain things planned and then, you know, now let's bring in IT, you could see where there would be some uh, frustrations. Uh, absolutely. You know, not saying that that don't, ever, don't, don't happen occasionally, but, you know, we, we, we have restructured our, uh, our capital projects committee and instead of having an IT steering committee and then a project, a capital capital project committee and then a project committee as a whole, we, we combined all those together. And then we have an executive group that looks at it and we create charters for what we're trying to accomplish. So the CFO, the chief strategy officer, and the CFO and I sit down and review those to make sure all the documentation's there to move forward. And then we have a committee that involves clinical engineering, regular engineering, IT, administration, and all the other disciplines. And we sit together and look at those, and does this project coordinate with the strategic goal of the organization, and how we put those things together to make sure we get the right outcomes. And, and the right pieces are all together. I mean. Engineering can only handle so many projects at one time. IT can only handle so many things at one time. And the organization as a whole can only handle so many changes happening throughout the organization at one time. Right. The, the, so that's kind of new within the last year, and, and that has been a tremendous improvement. Right. And I think that that awareness, too, of how much change, um, you know, people can handle it at one time or an organization can handle it at one time is a, is a big thing, too. Absolutely. So now you've been at, um, at the organization since, since the 80s, right? Mid-80s? 85. 85. Okay. And, uh, and you said you came from, from IBM. So how did, how did that happen? <laughs> so I, I was working for IBM, and we came over – to sell a new patient accounting system the hospital was looking at. And the CFO goes, you know, we're going to do this deal and everything, but I've got to find somebody to set up this new department and to, to manage it and everything. And I was like, that might be interesting. At that point in time, you know, IBM was restructuring its models, and I had a I thought it was very interesting, and so I kind of started communicating with the CFO, and we, we struck up a deal, and it's been 30 years now. <laughs> oh, that, is, that is an interesting way to get in. And then uh, <laughs> at, what, at what point did you become CIO, or, or was that role kind of created? Well, actually, I started off as, you know, of course, we didn't know even what to call it. So it yeah. kind of started off as a kind of a system analyst position, and we're like, Shortly after that, they had appointed a person for the IT manager that was a social, social service director. And, you know, it was obvious he didn't have the background or the knowledge to do it. He was just kind of helping out do things. And so it was about eight months later they promoted me to the IT, direct, IT manager. 
And then after that, it became about a couple of years later the IT director position. And then in 1992, the CHIME organization came about and started promoting this new organi this new position called the CIO, and and incorporated you know telecommunications in some of those areas. So I went to uh, my boss and said, "Hey, this is something I'd be very interested in doing. I would like to take over." the telecommunications arena and be called a CIO. And the administrator goes, well, let me think about it for a little bit. And that time I was working for the CEO at that point in time. And he came back and says, I think that's a good deal. We'll make you the CIO and give you telecommunications and some other responsibilities. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. And you so, were just you know, I, I work, I've worked for the CEO I guess I've worked for two C, three CEOs, four COOs, and two CFOs in my career. Wow. And you were just trying to sell some uh, computer system, right? Right. Yeah, that's why it all started. It's, it's been a tr tremendous challenge. There's never been a dull moment. I mean, I love what I do or I wouldn't be here. I've got several other opportunities to do other things and have just – elected to be loyal to this organization. Hmm. Now, when would you say that, that maybe like the, the role started to change to the point where it was less um, this an IT person or IT manager and then became more of like, you know, this the C-suite leader with the seat at the table? Like, when do you think that change started? You know, that happen? really changed probably, let me think about what year that was. Because in 92, I mean, it really wasn't still the CIO position like it is today. Mm -hmm. That probably changed about 10 years ago. And, and, and at one point in time, we had a new CFO come in and said, you know, basically told me, you know, we really don't need you at the, the executive table anymore. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, told me I didn't need to go to that. And then a year later, he came back and said, okay, I understand the importance and, and need you at the table. But... Um, I, th I think about ten, 10 years ago, but in the last five years, it is just overwhelming how integral it is to the entire organization. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.